Hello, hello, welcome, it's Thor here. Today we're talking about the greatest movies in the Marvel Universe, my movies! It has absolutely nothing to do with my adopted brother. Uh, anyway, it's the Infinity Watch Podcast! I love it. I can't do that. I was trying to do that Thor voice. <laughs> it's not earlier in the week, and I just can't do it. There's something about mine that's that's. It's not quite there yet, but it's okay. It's okay. I think it's. I think it's pretty good, my friend. I think it's pretty good. <laughs> Appreciate it. Welcome, welcome to the Infinity Watch podcast. Uh, I think this is technically season two, episode twenty. Yeah, um, yeah. After our kind of uh, technology hijinks last week. Uh, but I think we got those resolved, so we are back. My name is Tommy, and I'm here with my somewhat Australian co-host, Eric. <laughs> What's up? All righty, we're back at it. We are a week away from more Marvel Studios goodness. Oh, yeah. So let me say that, you know, we went a whole year without anything at all, and now, like, we haven't had anything for, like, a month, and I just can't handle it anymore. <laughs> it's so weird. It's so weird. Yeah, for sure. It's uh it's almost it's like the further removed from it you are, the easier it is to forget how entertaining it is. And then <laughs> then once it came back, it's like, oh fuck, I kinda want I kinda want some form of Marvel entertainment nonstop forever. It is like kind of wild, just uh the early days of the MCU, it's like, wow, we're getting two movies a year. <laughs> yeah. This is insane. Like, oh my gosh. And I just remember like having to wait, you know, six to eight months between movies and like just like trying to read all these different articles and stuff like that. And I'd go to certain websites and Reddit and Twitter and things. And you wouldn't always be able to find too much stuff going on. But now we have like new content every single week. We have four movies coming out in the next six months. It's just like balls to the wall insane it's it's a good time to be a marvel fanboy that's for sure yes it is all righty i think we have a lot to talk about today talking about a little bit to do with <laughs> thor uh talking about uh all our hype and and predictions for loki kind of combining a lot of that stuff together and some things that we may have noticed when rewatching you know the past appearances of loki so let's jump into the news um and talk about what's going on, and then we'll we'll talk about uh, Loki. So let's let's jump right into it. Yeah, I thought this was really interesting this week. Um, I guess there's been kind of like a uh, a fake comic that was given as a gift uh, to people that worked on Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, and it's kind of like a uh, it's a comic cover. And it says Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. And it's got Doctor Strange in the background, uh, Wong, Scarlet Witch, but then also, um, oh God, what's her name? Um, America Chavez. Yep. Um, and the art looks really cool. Um, it looks like everyone's wearing what they would be wearing in the film, at least for the three characters that we've seen before. But I guess I kept forgetting that she was even in this movie. Yeah, same so, here. So... Um, 
to see her kind of the second biggest person on the comic was really interesting. Um, and so I don't know if, uh, what were your thoughts on that, Eric? Did you see this comic cover? Yeah. And I had the exact same thought of, Oh yeah, I forgot she was in this movie. Um, and I also was very surprised to see that. I, I mean, obviously that (laughs) makes you wonder how big of a role is this character actually gonna play in this movie? Right. And I believe her powers is to be able to kind of move through different multiverses or universes in a way, um, which kind of conflicts with what Elizabeth Olsen was saying um, in that Scarlet Witch also has that power um, now. And so it's kind of interesting as to how she'll interact in this movie, you know, how she'll be introduced um, but yeah, one of her abilities is interdimensional travel. Interesting. Is that like her main? I don't know anything about this character really. Is that like her main thing? So that's that's part. She has superhuman strength, speed, and durability. Flight, what is called a star blast, I guess, which is kind of like oh. a star energy blast kind of thing. Excuse me. But she can also travel between dimensions, apparently. So wow. I'm not super familiar. I've read some comics <laughs> with her, but uh, I don't know. It do seems you, like it kind of makes sense with the title of the film. So, Do you feel like every new character is about to be absurdly overpowered? Like, based on that description alone, th- th- okay, congrats. She's the most powerful Avenger for sure. Because, like, if she can do... I mean, if she's got... All the Captain Marvel powers, right. plus she can, she uh, got some form of magic. Like, who's who's fucking with that? Yeah, it kind of seems like female Superman, Doctor Strange, all in one in some ways. Yeah, I don't know. It's just very, very OP. But uh, you know what? I'm I'm kind of happy to see. Stronger characters and characters with more weird powers, I guess. Because um, I think this is one of the few things that I agreed with Joss Whedon on, which I'm not a big fan of his. But um, in Age of Ultron, that was kind of his thing with having Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch there. It's like, let's have less punchy, kicky powers. And so, sure, she may be like crazy overpowered, but I bet it'll be visually cool. So I'm just kind of like, all right, sounds good. I I totally agree in theory, but my concern is I I worry that with more and more and more of these like crazy OP characters being introduced, I I worry that um it's going to be easy to fall into like the Superman problem of like how do you concoct a realistic story to where this demigod is <laughs> like has to Demi-god, struggle yep. against someone. Um Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I, I do think maybe with Doctor Strange that might work out a little bit just because his villains tend to be more kind of um I don't know, like if nebulous is the right yeah, word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's true. Uh, but they're definitely stronger uh not of this world um type of villains. And so a little bit different than maybe some of the typical like 
Avengers-esque villains or other character villains, and we'll see. And so um, I feel like just in general, Doctor Strange's villains should be pretty damn powerful. Yeah, um, true. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they handle it because you have to have that power balance, right? We've we talked about that a lot in in Captain America uh or Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So Yeah. That oh that remind like what good is an is a Sam Wilson Captain America in a world where we have multiple flying super super strong super speed dimension hopping you know what I mean? It's like at yeah. some point the uh, especially the original a Avengers America, that's not a super soldier. Exactly, right? exactly. It's like I'm still kind of salty over that one. Yeah, we'll. Uh, yeah, I'm interested to see how they handle this the next couple of years for sure. I will say just just <laughs> thinking about what you just said, I remembered thinking that same thing in Infinity War, and they somehow handled kind of Sam Natasha. And even cap to that extent pretty well and like fighting yeah. against the aliens and that it didn't seem too ridiculous uh, when they were fighting kind of Thanos's Black Order people. Um, but the entire time I'm thinking, this bitch has like two Uzis right now. Are you serious? <laughs> like, you know, these are aliens, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah. But what are you going to do? Yeah. I'm sure Uzis would uh, slice through some aliens. <laughs> <laughs> aliens try to take over the world, but. Uzis, stop them right in their path. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, Kind of following along the same lines, I thought this was really interesting. So, um, director and one of the writers for the first Doctor Strange movie was Scott Derrickson. Um, He was set to direct Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, but there were some quote-unquote creative differences, which is always the excuse, and uh, he parted ways with Marvel Studios which kind of threw the movie into a tailspin. Eventually, um, um, Sam Raimi stepped in to help write and direct, and we've now found out that C. C. Robert Cargill's screenplay, he was a writer on the first film, has been completely thrown out, and that Sam Raimi and the head writer for Loki, Michael Waldron, uh, rewrote the movie from scratch. Which I guess I had always assumed they were just going to pick up where he kind of left off and change some things. But um, yeah, I was very surprised to read this week that it is all from scratch, which I think the the uh, kind of the pandemic kind of helped them in this case of giving them a little bit more time. But uh, it seems like Sam Raimi and uh, Michael Waldron rewrote the entire script. So hmm. interesting stuff. That definitely is interesting. I. Man, I feel like it's so. I just, I just, just gotta see this movie. I'm so, I'm so curious to see if it's gonna be good. I feel like it's try. It's, it seems like it's trying to do so much, and it's like, and they just, and they rewrote the whole thing from scratch. That doesn't really bode super well for me personally. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I feel like we've been saying this about a lot of the the newer MCU projects. It seems like at at the distance that we're kind of analyzing them, it seems like they're trying to do a lot of things at once. Yeah. And it's really hard to tell if they're going to really manage that well. Um, the one thing that gives me hope is, and and maybe we'll talk a little bit about some of like Loki's moments in Thor Ragnarok, but rewatching 
Thor Ragnarok, I'm like, holy shit, this movie is doing so much. But it does it well, um, which is kind of surprising in a lot of ways. You know, thinking about that movie, which is one of my favorite MCU movies, my most rewatchable one, probably. Um, it's handling Planet Hulk, this whole storyline of Planet Hulk. It's it's handling Ragnarok, which is a whole story. It's it's handling Hela as a character. It's handling, you know, all these different things that are coming together that are, are typically you would consider to be one big story. You know, Searcher destroying Asgard, um, all these different things, and handling multiple characters, introducing Valkyrie, uh, introducing you know uh, all these all these new worlds and things, and somehow it works really well. And so I'm kind of just hoping and praying that it's kind of the same thing where it's just like, hey, let's take the elements from this, let's do this, do that, um, and it makes some type of cohesive story. But um, that's that's kind of like my one example I think in the MCU where it's like, holy shit, like Taika Waititi somehow pulled this shit off really well. Uh, and I hope that the other directors and writers are able to do kind of the same thing. I definitely agree. And this will be the last thing I say on this because I know we have so much to talk about. But we sure do. Um, sure do. I do worry that that is. Um, I do worry that Taika Waititi is a singular force of nature who can pull something like that off. And I think we've seen what happens when Sam Raimi tries to put too much into a superhero movie. And uh, that is Spider-Man three. And that movie is hot garbage. So that does make me a little worried still, but you just reminded me, I have to go watch the, uh, the dancing and singing number in that movie now. Oh God. Um, anytime I think about it, that's all I can think of. So. <laughs> Super bad. Add that to my to-do list for today. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on because uh, you're right. There's so much shit to talk about. Um, Ryan Reynolds, star of Deadpool, obviously, um, he shared a photo on Instagram on his stories this week that is just like it looks like a hotel room or something like that, and it, it's a bag and it has the Deadpool mask sticking out top of the bag. It hasn't said anything else, but. Um, we have no confirmation on Deadpool 3 as a, getting a release date or anything like that, but it seems like possibly hinting that some stuff is happening there. So always good to uh, hear that things are moving forward, especially with possibly the first rated R movie of the MCU. So exciting stuff. Yeah, I am skeptical, but we'll, we'll see. <laughs> we will see. Um, this is a quick little, quick little bit here. Um, Tom Holland, star of Spider-Man No Way Home, hopes he can share, quote, some cool stuff from the movie, quote, soon. <laughs> um, so that's a whole bunch of nothing. Um, there was a huge fan kind of movement in the last week because it was Tom Holland's birthday. And they're like, uh, release the trailer, please. And everyone was pushing to get the tra trailer for the third Spider-Man movie to be released. Didn't happen. Um, and so... Uh, Maybe we'll get that quote soon, question mark, but who knows when. Uh, okay, do we get Toby and Andrew in the trailer? Or do we get a hint of them? Like, does the trailer end with a, with a shot of both of their Spider-Men from, like, behind or something? I, I vote Toby only. Oh, God, the that would piss me end, off so much. 
I think the end kind of like little reveal, or at some point there'll be kind of like a reveal that we get Tobey Maguire in some form. That would make me so mad. I hope that I hope you're wrong about that. I, you know, the weird thing is like that I don't really understand here. That's really kind of confusing me. Is how okay? So like some of these actors are just like either straight up lying or they're not involved. But then you have actors like Alfred Molina, who is just like, yeah, I'm in it. I'm doing this. I'm reprising my character. Like, I don't understand if these actors are lying, the strategy there, where it's like, we need you to lie blatantly about being in this movie. <laughs> right. But, oh, hey, you you can just tell the like the truth. I don't understand that. Yeah. And so that's what's really confusing the hell out of me. Yeah, it's extremely weird. It almost makes me wonder if it is like a coordinated misinformation campaign of some kind. Um, MCU conspiracy. Yes, yes. But man, I can't wait uh, for that trailer. It's got to be coming soon. Hope so. Yeah, I mean, that's I guess this is the trouble of the uh, the Marvel Studios. I know I know Sony's involved here, but just like the marketing department, they're like, listen. We have to somehow figure out how to release trailers and posters and shit and promotion for four movies that are coming out in six months. But don't kind of steal the thunder away from the ones that are coming out. And it's just, it seems like a fucking mess. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess that's what you get. So Yeah. Um, I, This is a quick one, but I guess Issa Rae, who is uh, the star of HBO's Insecure. I've never seen it, but uh, she has joined the voice cast of the sequel to Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and she will be playing Jessica Drew, uh, a.k.a. Spider-Woman. So it's exciting that we'll get Spider-Woman uh, in in a movie now. Um, she's kind of one of the bigger characters that hasn't really been present in any of the modern superhero stuff. Um, Olivia Wilde is also still apparently developing a live-action Spider-Woman movie. Um but we haven't really uh, heard any details there. But I'm a fan of Spider-Woman. I think she's pretty cool. Um, the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse sequel is supposed to uh, come out October next year. Um, so really, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if they can top that first one. That is like the penultimate comic movie, in my opinion. Yeah, it's really, really good. Um, I feel like... I feel like with animated movies like that, often the sequel is a little better than the first one. Because with animation, I feel like they almost have to like plan out way more in advance than they might have to with a live-action movie. And I think that helps them to really get things uh, tidied up like early on in the process. So I think it's... Uh, and, and the fact that... I mean, th- that first Spider-Verse movie is, like, like I don't want to sound crazy here, but that's, like, as close to a perfect comic book movie as you're ever going to get. So it's like... I think that, so, too, that, yeah. That team for sure knows what they're doing. So I have, uh, I have faith. I think, I think the second one's going to be as good. Nothing makes me feel better than... I remember when the first trailers came out for that movie, and I just love that you love that movie now, because I know you were skeptical about the yeah. kind of the creative style of it. Yes, yes. And I'm so glad that you love, because I know you're a fan of Spider-Man. Yes. Um, and so, oh, it just makes me so happy that you love that movie as much as I do. Because that movie, to me, I'm like, this is literally watching a comic book, and I don't think anyone will do it better. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I because I remember feeling that the first trailer, it's just, it was so new. Like, 
if, if anybody no had, one had done that before yeah no one sure. no one i mean if if you have never seen this movie um even just for if you're interested in like ridiculously insane animation techniques you should watch it um it's it's wild it's wild never seen anything like it for sure yeah it's awesome um speaking of animation we were we were expecting marvel's new what if series to possibly come out in july but the date had always been summer of this year um it looks like It'll uh, have the date of August 23rd on Disney Plus, and so that'll get pushed mm-hmm. back a little bit, which is kind of falling in line with my theory that everything's kind of moving almost like a month kind of beyond when we originally expected it to. Um, so there'll be 10 episodes there that debut on Disney Plus, um, and it seems like it'll start up uh, August 23rd. Um, Two more story details have come out that I thought were interesting. Uh, one involves a kind of post-apocalyptic Black Widow. So following Age of Ultron, it seems like um, when Sokovia uh, is up in the air and they prevent it from smashing down into Earth, they actually fail. And it kind of creates a post-apocalyptic type scenario in which Black Widow is one of the only characters to survive. Um, and so... Not sure exactly what the storyline will be there, but very interesting choice, especially since she's like the most depowered Avenger. It's interesting that she's the only one that survives, but should be interesting. Get a little bit more Black Widow there. Um, the other one, Eric, I thought you might like this. There's a, a version that's called Party Thor, um, and the premise is along the lines of what if Thor's first movie never happened? Um, And so instead of being banished to Earth, Thor will reportedly come to Midgard to throw a massive intergalactic party that could potentially bring about the end of the world as we know it. (laughs) And so I love that idea. I'm sure there'll be a lot of hijinks there with Thor. And and I love the silliness side of his character, too. Um, And so, yeah, there's a funny graphic that kind of leaked out that says Party Thor, and it's all kind of neon-y and... Very reminiscent to the Love and Thunder and, and Ragnarok kind of styling there. So I'm looking forward to seeing Thor's intergalactic party on Earth. Yeah, I love it. I'm uh, super pumped for that. All right. I had to bring this one story up because you all know how much I love WandaVision. Um, so they were talking, uh, I guess, uh, with Jack Schaefer uh, was talking to Rolling Stone. So she was the head writer on on uh, on WandaVision. And she once again kind of uh, confirmed that basically the initial stories for WandaVision ended with her leaving uh, the town of Westview and then encountering Doctor Strange, which to me is still my number one complaint about the series. Um, I feel like it would have been perfect if he just showed up, even if it was super small. Um, And I don't agree with the, hey, like we can't have him show up. And then it's like, here's the white guy. Let me show you how your powers work. I don't agree with that. I know Kevin Feige said that, our Lord and Savior, but um, I, I'm still a little bit bothered that he doesn't show up in that series, and I saw this interview and had to bring it up. Yeah, agreed. I would have uh, I would have loved to see him. I mean, it is what it is now, I guess, but yeah, I, I, I would have loved to see him. Or anyone. Just pick any random character and stick them in everything. I just want more connective tissue. I want a new Coulson or a new Nick Fury. I think that's what's, what is missing for me right now. 
in the MCU. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And I think rewatching Thor uh, last week was like a major kicker for me. I was like, oh my god, I just love having that connective yeah. tissue, you know, throughout those movies. It's so good, and and we just we don't get that as much. We just get more kind of. Um, more character crossovers, which is also great, but um, they're not in all of them, right? It's just, you know, these characters are in this one. These characters are in this other one, you know, kind of thing. So. Yeah. I think they need to just find an actor who is, like, not, like, maybe, like, less known, like a Clark Gregg, and just put, just, because I don't think a bigger actor would want to sign a contract of, like, here, you're in six Marvel things this year. <laughs> like, that would be insane. Right. But maybe, like, an, a not but a big then, actor it's would. like, what, a couple days each, you know? It's like, yeah, it's not right. like they're in the whole movie. Right, right. But, so yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely think a Coulson-esque character would really help the MCU um, have some more throughput. I guess the probably the logistical part is more of, like, what would their role be in-universe to explain why they were always there? Ooh, yeah. He, Shield made that really convenient. Yeah, it there's did. no doubt about that. Hey, here's a. <laughs> this is a never gonna happen, absolute dream. But it would be amazing if they are you. Well, I'm sure you are, but you know the. Uh, you're familiar with the character of the Sentry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So for anybody who's not, uh, the Sentry pops up and. Basically, his story is something along the lines of, like, he's been around forever, but everybody forgot about him since, like, the beginning of comics. That's why he was never in any comics ever until, like, the 90s or 2000s or whenever he was invented. And, mm -hmm. like, the story slash joke was he was at all of, like, the big moments. It's just everybody, like, forgot about him or something. And I think it would be incredible if they secretly cast the sentry and they filmed scenes with him like starting now for the next like few years and then they had a sentry movie with all of these scenes that they actually filmed with this actor that they secretly cast i w i hope they do something like that if they ever decide to uh introduce that character which i hope they do because i think that's a, an, a ridiculous and fun uh idea yeah, it's it's like it's so weird. Uh, you know, it's very ironic in that I forgot about the Sentry. <laughs> um, I just think he's so interesting. Like I, not, I think he's such a cool because he, he's also Superman again. It's another Superman character. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think um, basically like the Sentry fights like this this villain called the Void. Yeah. Um, and so well, I the guess void is like his stop... a part of him, right? It's like his right, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like all kind of fucky in the head yeah. a little bit, uh, a little, a few ways. But I guess in order to defeat the void, which is part of him, he worked with uh, Mister Fantastic and Doctor Strange to make the world forget his entire existence. Um, and ironically, I forgot his entire existence, but I remember <laughs> um, he features greatly in. Um, Brian Michael Bendis's New Avengers. And I had never heard of him, obviously, because, you know, he was like a newer character that uh, they had introduced. And I loved his character. He's super cool. He's like Superman with a twist, kind of. Um, that would be really funny. Um, I remember always thinking, like, I was like, I, I always was bummed out that Ant-Man wasn't, like, involved with the creation of the Avengers. And I was like, they really should just, like, add him in to some <laughs> Yeah, scenes. right. 
and be like, I was fighting, you just didn't see me. I love that idea as a gag. I just think that would be great. Yes. That's a that's like the best suggestion. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I would Let's love it. Get some sentry in there. Yeah. Oh man, I would have I completely forgot about that character, which is so ironic. Um <laughs> All right, I got a couple more little bits here. Um uh Simu Liu, uh, who is the star of Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, has confirmed that the movie will not feature the famous MCU kind of dragon character, Fin Fang Foom. <laughs> I mean, and so that's a lie. <laughs> yeah. Do you think so? Yeah. Do you think this is a another flip? Yeah, that's a lie for sure. Fin Fang Foom's in the movie for sure. Didn't they already they, release, I guess, spoiler leak alert? Because there's, there's a difference if you don't want to know, like, leaks. But uh, didn't they, didn't, uh, isn't there, like, a Lego set featuring Fin Fang Foom? I wasn't sure if it was, let's, let me see if it's a Fin Fang Foom one or if it's a dragon Lego. Oh, let's I guess if it's here. a different dragon, then oh, semantics, but I feel like that fin, counts. <laughs> fin Fang Foom confirmed by Lego sets. Let me see if this is legit here. Was this four months ago? Uh, let me just see this picture, yo. Let me see. Hold on. I'm pulling it up. <laughs> Lego set. I hope this is still up here. Because um, I, I know there's going to be a dragon. Um, fin Fang Foom. This is all in Spanish, and I can't read that for sure. Someone is saying that there's a Fin Fang Foom set, um, you know, that is confirmed for Lego. But we know there's going to be some dragon characters that look exactly like Fin Fang Foom. Um, but he says, um, let's see, blah, blah, blah. Lou said that some questionable elements from the source material, like the shape-shifting dragon uh, being puzzlingly, puzz- puzzlingly named Fin Fang Foom, do not make an appearance in the film. Despite that, Lego sets and Funko Pops have confirmed that we will see a water dragon named the Great Protector. Mmm. Okay. So is this going to be Fin Fang Foom in anything but the name? Yeah. I, kind of thing. Yeah, I wonder that. If it's going to be like Fin Fang Foom light... Because, <laughs> I mean, like, is that, is, is Fin Fang Foom, like... <laughs> that thing needs an abbreviation. <laughs> so also, is, 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 like, is that maybe, like, considered, like, offensive or something? I, That's or a good it's question. Just, like, too ridiculous to say? That's a good question. It's certainly ridiculous to say uh, over and over and over and over again. Um, but I... Yeah, I don't... That's a good question. Maybe maybe so. And if so, then sh- then leave it out for sure. But I, but I think the, I mean, that makes it seem like there's not going to be a dragon. And I feel like there's no chance there's not going to be a dragon. Oh, no, yeah. There's, there's, there's 100% sure going to be dragons. Movie. Yeah. Um, and now all I can think of is Benedict Cumberbatch's smog being like, my name is Finn Fang Foom. And it's just like, <laughs> you can't make that sound scary at all. You just can't. I don't know. Maybe if, uh, uh, oh, my God. Jesus Christ! What's his name? J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. Oh, um, the actor. Yeah. Oh God. Why is it? I'm an idiot, and also Omni Man. J.K. Simmons. Yeah, J.K. Simmons. Just, just let J.K. Simmons voice the dragon. I bet he can make it sound cool. <laughs> uh, I mean, I want it now. I just because, like, just because the ridiculousness. Of yes. It, I just love it. So, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, J.K. Simmons can do no wrong, ever. So. Um, so we'll see. There's a hundred percent of dragon in this movie. Um, 
And those those armbands are rings for a gigantic dragon. Oh yeah, uh, I duh. Think we're, yeah, yeah. we're 100 on board there. Yes. No doubt about it. Alrighty, last up for me is that we got a look uh, from the set of She-Hulk, and uh, Mark Ruffalo posted some pictures in full uh, motion capture kind of suit and makeup kind of thing. So no doubt about it, Hulk will be in She-Hulk. I think we were all assuming that, but uh, it's good to know that uh, everything's kind of happening there, and, and I'm really interested to see what they do with the series. Um, I, I'm kind of... I've only read a little bit of She-Hulk in the past, so I'm, I'm kind of up in the air. I don't really know what they're going to do. Um, she's a lawyer um, as well, and so I don't know if it's going to be like a legal thing, what, what exactly the story will be. So excited to see... Uh, some new stuff that I'm not super familiar with. So that should be exciting. Yeah. I, uh, I just want to see red Hulk. That's it. <laughs> just do, red. Do Hulk. you think we'll ever get it? I'm not sure if we will. Dude. I feel like, <sighs> like, yeah, I mean, I, I obviously really want it. So I'm like tempted to say like, yeah, of course, but I do think, yeah, like, I feel like they'd be crazy. I feel like everybody's most iconic villain is them, but a different color. It's like Spider-Man, Venom, Hulk, Red Hulk, Captain America, Red Skull. Uh, not as much. But, oh, my but... gosh. <laughs> I love that. I love the reach there. I'll give it to you. But I feel like it's, a, it's, an, extremely, uh, it's an extremely common thing. Iron Man with all of his different fucking iron villains. You know, it's like that's a, that's a, a tried and true formula. And the fact that the Hulk has not fought another Hulk kind of creature. I mean, I guess if you count Abomination, but I don't. Uh, he was just like a spiny version yeah. of Hulk. Yeah. Uglier, uglier, spiny version. Yes. But William Hurt is getting up there, though. You know, Thunderbolt Ross. I He's know. in the 70s now, I think. I know. Um, dude had like a heart attack in, in the universe. Um so I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Thunderbolts is definitely a possibility, especially with uh, U.S. agent, you know, kind of entering the fray. Yeah, I would. I would love to see that. Personally, so, I mean, who knows? I think the only thing working against you is the in-universe explanation for the current slash former Secretary of State of the United States turning into a gigantic Red Hulk. And the CGI costs. Yeah. Yeah. True. Other than that, I don't think the story or, or the actual character are really a problem. It's just like, how do you explain that? I feel like Marvel Studios has always struggled with the Hulk, just as every other studio has for whatever reason. And now Hulk is smart. And I don't know if we've kind of missed the window there, maybe. Yeah, that's true. Now that, it, yeah, I feel like, is this like Hulk's final form? I guess we don't know, but. <laughs> In, until they inevitably reboot the character somehow and some other actor starts playing him. <laughs> yeah, something. and he becomes Grey Hulk. Um, <laughs> yeah. Or maybe because the the, uh, the totally awesome Hulk, who I, for, I forget the, in, the in-universe character, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, maybe. We'll see. I think also just just to kind of add on to that too, is that like with universal kind of owning the distribution rights or whatever to Hulk, that's like a whole nother roadblock. Yeah. It's like, you know what? We're just gonna avoid that. Yeah. Very true. 
bunch of bullshit, but what what can you do? Yep. All right, I think that's everything on my list. Eric, do you have anything else for news? Yeah, we should probably, just because we talked about this uh, last week during the Lost episode, um, we should probably give very brief opinions on the Eternals trailer. Absolutely. Um, Do you want to start first? Yeah, I mean, in general, I think it looks really good. Um, I one thing that I mentioned last week and was feeling last week that I still feel like is I still feel like the choice for the trailer of them, you know, the narration being like, for years we never interfered, and the uh, and then the entire trailer is showing them interfering throughout history. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm like they kind of set themselves up for that. Yeah, one. yeah. So that I still. <laughs> that is still a very weird choice for me, for sure. Um, but it looks super good. I mean, it looks shot really well. Um, I discovered that Ezra Miller has a doppelganger who is starring in this movie, which is very exciting. Oh, yeah, that dude is weird looking. He looks just like Ezra Miller. It is crazy. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. Um, I think at one point that actor was like, hey, Marvel, like, I want to be in something. And then, boom, he's in something. So I guess that's all you got to do is, like, a few years in advance just be like, hey, like, <laughs> I'm interested. Yeah. And then, boom, you got it. Yes. So, no, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think, like, visually stunning, like, just, like, a great-looking movie. Um, You know, this is one of those... I think I was talking about last week. I love how we're just our last episode is the lost episode now because of our technical <laughs> difficulties. We basically recorded an entire podcast that got lost. Yeah, um, and you can't do that over again because you lose some of the magic there. <laughs> um, so there were some complaints online. They're like, I don't know at all what this movie's about. Um, but every other trailer I see, people complaining. Well, that spoiled the entire movie for me, and so. Between those two things, I would choose the former. Right. Um, this was just a, tr- uh, a teaser trailer, technically, too. So I liked this because it got me a taste of the visuals of the movie. It got me a taste of kind of what to expect generally. I don't need to watch anything else. I'll watch the movie in, in you know, a handful of months here and, and enjoy it a little bit fresher than kind of understanding exactly what the threats are and what's going on. Um, so I liked that a lot. I think um, they did kind of meme themselves a little bit by the whole interfering thing, but I'm not super concerned about that. I think the director, the writers, they're all really good, um, and I'm just going to put my faith in them and hope that they pull this off as something a little bit different than what we've been seeing in the MCU, so I like that. Um, my um, My only real complaint here is that they had the joke at the end, I think with the character of Icarus saying that he could lead the Avengers, and then the entire table of of the Eternals start laughing. That joke just didn't hit for me. It just we don't know these people. We don't know their context uh, within the universe or their relationships together. And so, like that joke, just to me, didn't really make any sense. Yeah, I, yeah, I can see that. I mean, I, you know, may I think you're meant to make the assumption of like. There maybe that's telling you a little something about that character that maybe he's not the leader that he believes himself to be, but without further context, obviously that's a huge stretch. I mean, it's just an assumption. So right, um, yeah, and I and I think that's like the most you can really get from that too. So 
I think that's completely fair. It's just like I was trying to like look at it objectively, and I was like, that's the one thing that I was just like, I don't know, it just wasn't funny just because I didn't understand it. But the other thing that I was kind of surprised by um, is that we really didn't get to see uh, much or anything at all of Kit Harrington's Black Knight. Yeah. Um, which I'm really interested to see how exactly that works and if he's going to have a comic accurate suit. Um, yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. So he, he's um, really the only one without like a shitload of superpowers in that, like his superpower is like, he has a superpowered sword basically. If it's like the comics, I, I, uh, I believe it's like everybody else gets the standard Superman outfit with, uh, specialties here and there. And Kit Harrington just gets a magic sword. <laughs> right. So I'm looking at Wikipedia, his ability. Excellent swordsman and yeah. hand-to-hand combatant. Yeah. Expert horseman. What is a genius physicist and geneticist? Yeah, of course, obviously. Everybody in the Marvel Universe. So ge- magic senses. Wields many mystical weapons. Mm. The ebony blade. What powers does the eb- ebony blade give you? Super sword fighting powers. Huh. Yeah, it doesn't really even say. <laughs> it's magical sword, you know? Yeah. Standard. Just like all the other magical swords. Absolutely standard. But I guess we'll see. Yeah. We will see. Also, apologies. I'm totally losing my voice halfway through this podcast. Cause I've been sick all week, so. Trying to hold it together. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think that's it for news. Do you want to jump right into Loki? Yes, let's do it. All right. So we are a week out, less than a week out, actually, um, when you'll be hearing this podcast will be days out from seeing Loki premiere on Disney plus and unlike the previous series that premiered on Fridays, we've been bumped to Wednesdays, folks. I don't know if that's good or bad, but I, I don't like it. I don't like it. I decided just not as fancy for you, huh? Yeah, just doesn't seem... I don't know. It's like, I feel like, for me, and this is different for everybody, but like for me, it's like I work a Monday to Friday, 9 to 5-ish kind of job. So it's like the weekend is the weekend. And it's like, I feel like Friday is like the premiere night. Like if you want to if you wanna debut a premiere form of entertainment, it happens on the weekend. Not Wednesday. I don't know. It's just, it feels weird. I I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah, I mean, uh, let me tell you, it's the the first set of, uh, of MCU shows on Disney Plus were really interfering with my ABC channel TGIF, uh, you know, schedule. <laughs> so it's like, what am I going to watch here? Uh, Doogie Hauser or Falcon and the Winter Soldier? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Sabrina, Sabrina the Teenage Witch is on. I'm not watching WandaVision. Um, Obviously. But yeah, I don't know. I guess to me, I'll, I'll watch it. I'll watch it whatever day it premieres. But maybe it does lose a little bit of its uh, its fanciness. But I think they're trying to avoid some other TV shows that were already coming out. Uh, was it Bad Batch coming out on Friday still, I think? Yeah, which I absolutely do not understand how the Bad Batch gets the premiere uh, time slot over Loki. But... Sure. <laughs> but that that just annoys right. me as a concept. <laughs> yeah, someone won a fight there that 
wasn't expecting to or something. Yeah. I don't know. But I mean, if if a Star Wars, if, if the biggest Star Wars fan in my life is not watching Bad Batch, yeah. so I'm still confused by that. Whole thing. Yeah. And people are enjoying it. I should say it's like, it's not like, and I don't even have hatred of it. I just have disinterest of it. It's just, uh, but people are, lo- people are loving it. So I'm sure it's Maybe good. Maybe you'll end up watching it and loving it. I don't know. I will. I know I will. I'll probably just wait till it's like done and then I'll just binge it all in like a week. All right, so I need to ask an important question. Okay. And I need you to make a prediction on this. Oh, boy. Are we going to get Owen Wilson's wow in this, ser- in this series once, multiple times? You know, he's very known for saying wow in all his movies with his weird-ass voice. Yeah, um, for sure we're going to get it at least once. I think I would not be shocked if that is, like, in his contracts now. Uh, where he has to have one, what, what one good thing. wow. What a just a weird, bizarre <laughs> thing to have. Yeah, yeah, just to be known <laughs> for saying <laughs> one of the shortest words um, in a very unique way. I mean, everybody knows the Owen Wilson wow, so that's that's pretty impressive, honestly. It's like my, my market is basically wow and a broken nose. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I would but say I mean, his hair, I'm too. Jealous, he's, got, so. he's got a pretty uh, classic blonde hair. But uh, he, uh, although he, now he's a yeah. silver fox, I guess. Yeah, I was about to say, like, he does not look, I'm looking up pictures of him and Loki right now. He does not look like himself uh, as we traditionally know him. And I'm kind of happy that he looks a little bit different because it just, uh, I don't know. Like, I like Owen Wilson a lot. It's just like, I see, I see him as the actor and I don't like it when you can't see past the actor too much. Um, but in this, he looks really good. He's got, you know, kind of a, an Anderson Cooper-esque cut going on and a little mustache there. And I think it kind of looks good on him. No, I, I completely agree. I think he I think he looks great. And yeah, I agree. It's like with his like uh, signature kind of like mop top kind of hair, it's like you can't personally i can't take him super seriously <laughs> yeah but yeah, no, uh for sure but yeah i i i like the look for the show a lot yeah no same um and so yeah we'll we'll see how that goes i'm not sure let's see how many episodes do we have for the show because i thought i knew um That's but a- now i'm questioning it let me check okay there's gonna be six episodes 40 to 50 minutes um so very similar to um to Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um I want to read the premise off of this show really quick to kind of start us off as well. Okay. And it is worth noting that a second season of this show is already in development, which Ooh. is also a big thing that's a little bit different from the previous shows that we've seen so far. Yeah. So clearly they're excited about it. Yeah. So after stealing the Tesseract during the events of Avengers Endgame an alternate version of Loki is brought to the mysterious Time Variance Authority, or TVA, a bureaucratic organization that exists outside of time and space and monitors the timeline. They give Loki a choice, face being erased from existence due to being a, quote, time variant, or help fix the timeline and stop a greater threat. Loki ends up trapped in his own crime thriller, Traveling through time and altering human history. So, uh, lots of opportunities, I think, for interesting hijinks here. I feel like uh, 
I feel like the opportunity that was given Loki in Avengers Endgame really kind of plays into his character and kind of being the god of mischief. Um, for me too, and Eric, I don't, I don't know if you kind of share the same view. I think this is really interesting in that this is almost, I know it's like an alternate version of Loki, but this is the Loki that hasn't gone through the rest of the character development that we have seen, uh, you know, in Thor The Dark World, in Thor Ragnarok, in Avengers Endgame, uh, or uh, Avengers uh, Infinity War and Endgame. Um, and so oh. it's interesting that it, it is literally basically the Loki that has just tried to take over Earth minus everything that's come after that. Frigga, Frigga's death, you know, the death of his father, kind of coming to terms with the fact of who he is. And obviously he's still a scheming Loki, but a lot had changed after he tried to take over Earth, and that is not part of the psyche of the Loki that will be in this show. Yeah, that's a great point that I had not even really thought of. I wonder how hard they will hammer that point home for more casual viewers or people who just forgot like me um that's super interesting though i i was gonna say that it's like (sighs) what you just read out where it says like he finds himself in his own crime thriller or whatever um (laughs) i don't love that just because you're getting flashbacks to uh, WandaVision. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I don't want it to. Yeah. Ugh. I, I don't want it to be like that. Um, because I do feel like it's like when you introduce these characters in situations that have like real like gravitas, if you immediately turn it into like. Disneyfied hijinks, that is really that is annoying to me. Um, but I don't, but I don't get that sense from the trailers. I, I don't think it's going to be as high jinky as the, uh, as that description makes it seem, but yeah, I don't think it's going to be meta in the sense that WandaVision was. Yeah. 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 Um, um so I don't think you have to worry about that aspect for sure. Cause I, I think we were both on the same page. The, the first trailer, for this show, easy six out of six and fit. Yeah, stars. amazing. I was blown, blown away. Just yeah. crazy. I, I was blown. <laughs> I was blown. Well, thanks. <laughs> thanks, Kevin Feige. I appreciate it. Oh, man. But I guess I never realized, I, I had never read this this premise until now. I didn't realize that the Time Variance Authority exists outside of time and space. I feel like that's a very crucial little little aspect there and I'm really interested to learn more about kind of that that organization and exactly how that works especially given the fact that we just experienced you know a a huge significant time travel uh movie you know being Avengers Endgame and how you know that that's the basically the crutch of the entire movie um and so if that will be addressed or not um, that'll be super interesting, but, uh, we'll have to wait and see, I guess. Indeed we will. Um, I will say, you know, as we touched in maybe our lost episode last week, um, I think for one, I will say Thor, the dark world is like my second to last, uh, 
favorite MCU movie. Wow. Having having watched it again, I do not give it enough credit. Yeah, it's not that it, bad. It's really not bad. <laughs> it's, it's not. not it's not great. Yes, but it agreed. Is, it is definitely <laughs> not bad. Yeah. Um you know, and uh you know, having watched plenty of bad comic book movies, it is far better than that. And so I will say I think I always give Thor the Dark World uh a bad rep when I doesn't deserve it. Um that being said, I think it's a significant low-key development movie in a lot of ways. Um, and yeah. I want to kind of mention the scene where Loki is in prison in Asgard. Yeah, I love that one. And everything looks fine in his cell and it looks normal. And at, at some point, uh, I think Thor comes in and is talking to him. And he kind of tells him to like let go of the charade and, and kind of the entire cell changes. And his appearance is all raggedy and he just like looks all kinds of fucked up. Um, and I really liked watching this movie kind of in preparation for this show because like you realize that, you know, the guy that was trying to take over earth is not so well put together and that, you know, he has a lot of shit going on that he's trying to sort through and his mother dies. His dad basically would have killed him if not for his, his mother, for his crimes. Um, and it's kind of the start down this journey and then him and Thor working together and him faking his death and then eventually taking over Asgard. There's just, there's a lot in that movie for him. Um, and it, it kind of makes me disappointed that we're not going to have that character in this one, but I'm really interested to see if he kind of has a similar journey in, in, you know, kind of changing his ways a little bit. Um, and so that, that's, it's going to be an interesting thing watching this character and, and trying to remind myself that he's a little bit different than the one that we've been watching. Um, but I'm super excited about it. I think this kind of plays right into the mischief angle of things and that he just likes fucking around with shit. Yeah. I do wonder if it's kind of just an assumption that he's going to be all that different though, because I had the thought as you were explaining that, that it's like, yeah, a lot of character development happened in that, like you said, it's like he, you know, he tried to fuck with Asgard and then he got thrown in jail dad almost killed him blah 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 but that's the kind of stuff that happens to Norse gods literally all the time and if we're meant to believe that these gods have existed for thousands and thousands and thousands of years prior that exact same thing has probably happened to Loki an incalculable amount of times so I wonder if what we have seen as an audience is just the latest loop of the infinite loops of Loki just fucking around. And he is going to be pretty much the same Loki we, we know. Does that make sense? Yeah, no. Yeah. I think it does in a lot of ways. Um, it's, yeah, it's really interesting too. I'm just, I'm still, I'm going through kind of reading some things. I'm really surprised that this is going to be a multiple season thing at the same time too. Yeah. Um, that is still kind of throwing me for a loop just because of how, how this series is supposed to work. I guess my question to you, Eric, um, do we have any idea exactly what he'll be fighting against? That's, that's, is this going to tie in to maybe... Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania in some way, we're going to have Kang the Conqueror, like the most notable time-traveling character within the Marvel Universe coming to a movie. 
it's crazy to me that maybe that wouldn't be mentioned or his character wouldn't be mentioned in some way. Um, to me, the, the interesting thing about this show is that I'm so confused as to what exactly we'll be seeing. Uh, I kind of get the whole time variance, of, like, you know, authority thing, but it's just like, what what will he be doing each episode? Who, who will he be fighting against? Is it just people trying to fuck with the timeline? Will it be different villains throughout? Um and so that that's kind of my big question mark is 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 there going to be a central villain in this show? Yeah, that's a good question. I I don't know. I almost wonder if this is going to be more of like a uh like like a like a heisty show or like a criminal procedural type of show than there's an overall villain. I think if there is an overall villain, it will be Kang or something from that world. Um, but I don't know if there will be. I don't know if there necessarily even has to be. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's it's been interesting because the main characters we really see uh, are Owen Wilson and, and Tom Hiddleston. And he, his character, is, his name is Mobius M. Mobius, uh, <laughs> which is a, just a great name. Um, kind of detective-y uh, character and agent of the Time Variance Authority. Um, but yeah, it's been kind of unclear. Uh, the one interesting little piece of concept art that we also saw in the trailer is there's that story, I can't remember what the flight was, but someone like hijacked a flight. This actually happened. D.B. Cooper? And then, like, parachuted out of it. Yeah, D.B. Cooper, right? <laughs> Right, yeah, and yeah. it looks like Loki is basically going to be playing that character in the <laughs> <Yeah>. show, <laughs> which is just wild to me. Um, but I also am a huge fan of kind of, um, I guess, just like alternative fictional history and kind of like almost a less campy version of Forrest Gump in some ways, um, just fucking <laughs> along with, with history as, as we know it. Yeah, I yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> like a Forrest Gump like kind of show. No, I guess like I like in in Forrest Gump, one of my favorite things, and I know this is a wacky comparison, but um, for those that aren't familiar, uh, the Watergate scandal, which kind of preempted Richard Nixon resigning as president, is that a bunch of people broke into the the Watergate building, which had uh, I think the Democratic National Committee office. And someone called the cops on them because they saw flashlights in the building. Um, but in Forrest Gump, Forrest Gump is staying at the Watergate Hotel across the way. And he's like, he, he calls the cops. He's like, I think there's some people with some flashlights. I think the power might have gone out or something. He says some line. <laughs> and it basically is alluding to the fact that Forrest Gump was the one that called, <laughs> uh, you know, the cops, which led to like, he, he's just always there at these moments. And he's accidentally causing all these major historical events to happen. Um, and although that's a little bit separate from the whole story of the whole movie, I love that type of stuff where it's just, you know, like these little fictional elements that tie into major historical events. And so him, Loki being D.B. Cooper just seems really cool. Um, and it's funny because the sketch of him looks kind of like... Um, kind of like Tom Hiddleston in a way too, which is just really bizarre. Yeah. It seems like it's one of those things where probably one of the, one of the writers or the director noticed that the DB Cooper sketch looks just close enough to Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> They're like, let's, uh, let's do an episode on this. 
Yeah, <laughs> reality is is often stranger than fiction. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. I don't know. Um, you know, one of the <clears throat> one of the theories that I saw online, and I think this was posted by the mediocre critic. Um, which is a great title, especially since most of them think they're hot shit. <laughs> um, and this person's theory says, the TVA doesn't need Loki to fix the timelines. Instead, Mobius is secretly training variant Loki to fight a time-traveling villain. And um, <clears throat> I kind of like the idea of Loki being manipulated. Yeah. And so, um, I really like this idea. Um, and I, I, it plays into kind of my thoughts of like Kang the Conqueror is coming up. How how are these not connected? Right. And there's a second season of this show coming too. So exactly how will that work? And so really interesting theory, I think. Yeah, I like that a lot. I uh, I hope that's the case. I think that's awesome. Do we um do we think there's going to be any other cameos from major characters in this show? <sighs> Man, I mean, you would think obviously yes, but I uh, we've so far been let down in every possible way when it comes to cameos. So I'm gonna say no, actually. <laughs> what is the biggest one we've gotten, Rhodey? Yeah, is it's got to be Rhodey, I would think. Yeah, <clears throat> I think especially with the pandemic, it's not made it easy for these big cameos to happen. Um, so I think that's fair. I'm trying to think of if anyone else would maybe show up. Um, I don't think any like all the Thor people are busy. It might just it might just be self contained, which is fine. Let's just hope that no one alludes to a cameo that will ha- happen and not happen. You know, either. you know what I would not be shocked to see if we saw somebody like a like a very disconnected from the center character, either from like Guardians or like like maybe like a Sith or something like that. Just like connected enough, but just connected enough to give the audience like a, wait a minute, aren't you dead? Like, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing here? Like one of those kinds of moments. Like, aren't you supposed to be you dead? Mean like a, like an also, almost like a variant version of them. No, like, uh, I, I mean like either like, uh, like a lady Sith or like a, uh, like a collector's assistant or just a oh, like I a see, smaller character that knows who Loki is, but is not like a big deal in the universe, and that the audience has seen before, but just enough to be like, you know, maybe connective tissue in a way. Yeah, yeah. I I wouldn't be yeah, shocked I think if we that, got that. Might be a like good that. idea. I do wonder hmm. the how much like spacey stuff versus. Uh, mythology stuff we're gonna get in this series. I wonder if there, because yeah. I feel like Loki and Thor now exist squarely in the middle of two Marvel worlds: the uh, the the magic uh, mythology world and the sci-fi space world. So that is kind of an interesting place to be, and I wonder which well, one they'll. The later movies have definitely pushed more space. Definitely, definitely. But watching the original Thor movies last week, it, it did kind of remind me of like, yeah, it, w- it might be time to like bring some of this stuff back in. Like, this is all fine stuff. Like, there's no, there's no reason to leave it leave it behind. It's like, like the idea of an Asgard is is super cool and 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they were very much pushing the Norse aspect of things yeah. in the first movie compared to the the last movie, for sure. Yeah, big time. Um, Another thing um, that I was thinking of, are we getting a Lady Loki, Young Loki, you know, do you think we're going to get the the kind of uh, fan moments that people are expecting for a female version of Loki and a kid Loki at least, which are which are kind of um, known in the comics as as different versions of Loki that pop up over time. I know a lot of fans were speculating that that's going to happen. Um, personally, I think if it does happen, it might be a brief thing. Yeah. Um, but I, I I'm not sure. Do you do you share the same view? Yes, yes, I do. I think it will happen. I think it's going to be extremely brief. And but the part of me that is not so sure is like, how have we not had leaked casting for whoever that's going to be yet? Yeah, um, leaked casting or or merchandise, right? That's yeah, usually the killer. Yeah. Um, well, I will say though, as far as merch goes, like we all know how executives are. Man, people people don't buy uh girls don't buy toys. So <laughs> we I love your I love your uh executive voice. That's amazing. <laughs> no girl toys. People won't buy them. It's like it's like I'm speaking on the phone to Ike Perlmutter directly. <laughs> what a massive piece of shit. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, girls don't buy toys cuz you don't make any yeah, toys right. for girls. <laughs> You idiot. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, man. I remember, like, when uh, I think it was Guardians of the Galaxy came out, and it's just, like, Gamora was devoid from, like, any merchandise. Dude, so dumb. It's, like, all all of the Guardians except for her, and I was like, what is happening right now? <laughs> oh, man. Can we just get one more hit of the executive voice there? Oh, uh... Uh, I lost it. I fucking lost it. I lost it. <laughs> no in my female throat. Loki. <laughs> we can't have it. Kid Loki is too sexual. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> oh, oh man. Yeah, I mean, you never know with those executive types. Ugh. Yeah, still don't really understand how any of those people get jobs. Probably just because they have money. Yeah. Uh, but let's move on. Um, <laughs> Fuck the billionaires. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, so we're going to get six episodes. It'll be interesting because I think I almost preferred the 10-episode format, the shorter Agreed. ones. Agreed. Um, we'll, we'll see how this works. Yeah. I do wonder I'm if it'll be that better. the pacing is better. Yeah, exa- that's exactly what I was going to say. Like, I think, I, I just think that uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier did the six episodes poorly. <laughs> so I wonder, I wonder if it's, uh, if, I'll enjoy it more if assuming Loki does it better. Yeah, I'm really hoping that like the writer the writer director kind of combination here works out a little bit better. It makes me feel better knowing that the writer for this is also writing Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Um for some reason it just makes me feel like there's more confidence there. Um but I will say like writing a movie versus a TV show very different. Very, very different uh, kind of um, structure, right? Because each episode has to have kind of a beginning, middle, and end still, but they have to arc between each other as well. Yep. So we'll see what happens there. Um, But super, super interesting premise. It's very, 
the whole concept of the show is still very mysterious to me. And it's not quite clear exactly, you know, whereas Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I think we had a general idea, okay, like, this new Captain America is going to come in, this is going to happen, X, Y, Z, and then we kind of filled in the gaps. Um, This one, to me, I have no fucking clue, dude. It's no clue at all. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm very excited to see it. I, I wonder, like, how much... I hope we get a fair idea of what is going to happen in the first episode. I don't think I could take another, like, WandaVision-style three episodes of what the fuck is going on <laughs> until... Until like something happens in the uh, in the fourth episode, I really hope it uh, it kind of starts off uh, more quickly. Although I think it probably will, based on what we've seen in the trailers. But you never know. Yeah, I think even just with the episode count, I don't think you have to worry about the same thing that you had with WandaVision, where the ball had to get rolling. Like, I don't know if we really have time for the ball to get rolling here. Yeah, true. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier kind of was like that too, so. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I, for some reason, have a lot more faith in this show. Um, I will say, um, I have less faith in Tom Hiddleston's hairline. I don't care what anyone on Twitter says. <laughs> His hair looks a little funky to me. But I'm hoping once it's moving and in the show, it doesn't bother me that yeah, much. Yeah, I'm sure um, we'll get super used to it. I mean, one thing... Uh, again, that we talked about in the Lost episode is like Tom Hiddleston looks like a baby in Thor one. Like, oh, dude, it was shocking. a literal it's newborn. Shocking. He looks so young, and uh, and but now it's like in Endgame, like he looks totally normal to us in Endgame now. So he'll, I'm sure, within one episode, he'll look totally normal again in uh, in the Loki show. Hopefully, hopefully. I I got a shout out. Um... I think it was it was our previous guest Chris who who sent Eric and I both an article from Vulture from May nineteenth two thousand nine, and the title is Marvel rolls dice casts no names for Thor, yeah. and it's talking about Chris uh, Chris Hemsworth and Tom Hiddleston, um, and it's amazing how how much can change in in a decade because those two guys are very well known, uh, they've been in several large projects right. And so uh, they rolled the dice, and, and our Lord and Savior Kevin Feige, uh, he got a Yahtzee for sure. Yeah, I mean, Marvel is a uh, is a star maker for sure, no doubt about it. Marvel creates a list celebrities, <laughs> no question. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, absolutely agree. Um, nothing else to be said there. I mean, yeah. these guys are big names now, and. I think it almost like I think uh just in general Marvel Studios there's a lot of talented people in this world and a lot of talented people don't get work because they don't know the right people uh they don't have certain connections or money or something because there's a lot of people that work in Hollywood that really aren't that talented but they just keep getting work <laughs> um I think Marvel is really good at finding the talented people um, that might not be getting as much attention as they deserve, whether it be writers, directors, actors, etc. And then they make fucking great shit. And uh, I'm I'm really excited to see what they do with this show. And and Loki, as we said in our last episode, which I'm just going to get written on a shirt at this point because we've said that so many times, <laughs> is uh, is 
is definitely in probably like the top five most developed characters in the MCU. Yeah, without a doubt, for the sure. most developed villain for sure. No, no question. The dude has been in so many movies. Yeah, um, and we've seen a lot of character development there, and so. Um, I'm excited that we get more of him and that the story actually feels justified uh, from from like a logistical point of view. Uh, because after Avengers Endgame, you know, when he died, was it? No, Infinity War, sorry. Avengers Infinity War. Um, a lot of people thought that that was kind of the end. Um, and rightfully so, uh, him dying at the hand of Thanos. But uh, I really like how they were able to kind of weave this in and this story kind of makes sense because it, it seems interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's like a uh I mean it's just the classic uh deaths in a comic book universe whether it's actually in a comic book or in a comic book movie mean less than nothing. So like Right. Yeah, death is meaningless yeah, in in comic Yeah, world. and this is a great uh you know, it makes sense that this is a great way to revive a character like that. That is not totally egregious. Like this, uh, this makes sense in in the context of the universe. How he's back for sure, right? And that's super important because when it when it doesn't make sense, it's it really shows. I think yes, agreed. <laughs> and it makes it harder to buy into the universal explanation. But yes, I wanted to read uh, a quote here from the head writer Michael Waldron. I thought was interesting. I want to hear your thoughts. He said he compares Loki to Apple co-founder Steve Jobs since they were both adopted and love being in control. <laughs> and it sounds really silly at first, but then I kind of also kind of agree. You know, he's they're both very kind of enigmatic characters or not more. One's a real person. Right. But uh, people and good or bad, they have kind of that personality that just attracts people to them um i thought it was interesting i didn't know steve jobs was adopted but yeah uh, like that they included that as well i don't know it's very interesting comparison yeah it does uh i'll have to put some more thought into that one to be convinced i think that that kind of smacks to me of like you know how like and look i know this is super hot right now if anybody's like super into horoscopes it's like the reason horoscopes work is because they apply to everyone and then you read it right. and you see things that apply to you. You feel connection. I feel like that might be what's going on here with this Steve Jobs, Loki comparison. It's like, there's a very tenuous connection. Um, but maybe it's, in that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. I think that's a pretty fair analysis. Um, at the same time, I don't know how he ever even thought Yeah, of that. right, right. That's so out of left field. <laughs> yeah, it sure. I read that and I was like, huh? <laughs> how did he think of that at all? But hopefully Loki doesn't get cancer. Um, all right. Oh, God. Well, um, I, hopefully he doesn't try to treat it with like a cranberry juice diet or whatever the fuck. Yeah, like apples. Yeah. Um, <laughs> poor yeah, all right. Um. I think my my last big question, will this variant Loki ever interact in the timeline within the MCU that we are now in and those characters in the future? Wait, say that again? Do you think this variant version of Loki will ever... 
be reintroduced to our main Marvel Universe timeline and interact with the characters within it in the future. Oh, yeah. Um, almost no question in my mind, yeah. For sure. Do you... Th- what a way to just bring them right back, man. Yeah, yeah. Do you think otherwise? You know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's It's one of those things that... I think when we were talking about Red Hulk earlier, that like it goes into more than just a story. It's like, is Tom Hiddleston still good to keep playing him? Seems like it. I mean, he's played him like twenty seven times <laughs> yeah, already. Right. Um, fans love him. They found a way to bring him back that makes sense, and they didn't waste any time doing it either. Um, which is also maybe one of the more surprising things. Usually, when characters die, they let it go for a little bit, but within the next movie, they brought a version of him back. Um, even if it is a different version. Um, but it seems like, you know, this the show has been renewed for a second season. It seems like all signs are pointing that way. So why fight against the tide here? Um, it seems like he'll probably come back and interact with these characters at some point and, and maybe Thor. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, I would be really shocked if loki never interacted with thor again do you think he's gonna make zero appearances in love and thunder i was just about to ask that i was like are we are we assuming then he'll be in love and thunder Um, i kind of am i think he will be i don't know if he's gonna be in it a lot but i think he makes an appearance i would be really surprised if he doesn't at least have a a brief cameo Because I mean, he's been in every Thor movie. Yeah, right? it would be. It would, and be... he's played a significant role in every Thor movie. So it'd be the first time he doesn't. Right. That's actually really interesting. I was just about to ask you that. Is is he showing up in Thor: Love and Thunder? Yeah. I mean, we really haven't heard much, if anything, about it, um, or about him specifically being in Thor: Love and Thunder. So. Yeah, I don't. We I don't also know. didn't get pictures of him, Natalie Portman, and some other girl uh, having a threesome. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, yeah, uh, it's all up in the air. You know, if we don't have that, how do we know? <laughs> oh, man. If anyone does not understand that reference, just Google Taika Waititi, uh, Tessa Thompson and Rita Ora and you, and you will understand that reference. <laughs> or maybe with Tom Hiddleston, it would be like a uh, it'd be like him, him and the Warriors three, uh, you know, having, having <laughs> just, a force. Yeah. You never know. Uh, yeah. You never I know. think the one thing that's really missing from these movies is Asgardian orgies. I feel like I mean they got to happen. I feel right? like that would have been an happen. important part of uh of ancient Norse culture and I'm quite frankly disgusted that Disney has not included this in their family friendly Thor movies. Culturally accurate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just uh instead of Thor saying, I need a horse, it's, I need a whore! <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Amazing. Amazing. All right. Um, any last predictions for this series? Anything big? It's it's really hard. The show, I feel like there's been a little bit more in the background here. Um, not much on my end in terms of things I think will happen. Um... But I do think we will be surprised with maybe either cameos or just like a a, a bigger behind the scenes villain that we weren't really expecting. That's that's kind of my expectation there. Um, but other than that, I have no fucking clue. I'm excited. I'm just really excited to to kind of go into something very fresh, having not seen too much, 
and and being in a different type of world that's kind of outside of the norm again um that's a little bit more different so that's kind of where i'm at man yeah i am uh i'm really excited for this one too i do agree i it's like it seems like everybody seems pretty excited about this show but i have not seen or heard any like crazy predictions which almost makes me feel like this is the one where something really crazy is going to happen. Like we are going to get a big cameo Uh-oh. or uh, or like we are going to get a huge villain or or like a Fantastic Four name drop or something uh, just because no, it seems like no one's expecting it. So if Fantastic Four gets a name drop, I, I die happy in that moment. I mean, I... D- yeah, yeah, I do wonder. This seems very Fantastic Four-ish in a lot of ways. I believe the review embargo ends on Tuesday. Okay. So the day after this podcast drops. Um, so we might start to see some stuff then, but I think as weeks go on, we'll kind of start getting into that speculative, you know, rumor mill kind of stuff that we got into with the last shows. And, uh, you know, I'm sure something crazy will be predicted that won't happen because that seems like it's a Marvel thing now. But uh, I'm hoping that we get something cool um, and that the story makes sense and that the pacing is good. And most of all, the power scaling makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think I don't know if the power scaling is ever going to make sense ever again in the Marvel (laughs) Universe, personally, (laughs) but... It's definitely easier with a Loki show than Falcon and the Winter Soldier when you have just a dude with some wings flying around, and yeah. that's it. Yeah, true. Very true. But my my biggest hope is just that the actors just shut the fuck up in interviews. Just don't say anything at all in interviews until the show's done. This is actually <laughs> the most ambitious thing I've ever done. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't want any of that shit. I don't Nobody's want ever done this before. I don't want any cheeky jokes from Paul Bettany. I don't want any of that shit. I just want oh them my to gosh, shut it still up. Still, is like my favorite thing that he just like fucked up the entire fan world Dude, by making some stupid joke. What is even more annoying to me is like he. J- there was just an article that like just came out where he said like, "Yeah, I'm glad that didn't backfire too bad." Like, br- did it not? It seemed like it backfired pretty bad. That's all like, anyone was talking about. That and Ralph Boner were the only two things. I still can't believe that they did that slash were allowed to do that. Insane. Yeah, that's uh, that is a truly insane choice. It's like they wrote an entire show and then like they're like, hey, we need to name this character and then handed it off to the writer's sixth grade cousin. <laughs> Ralph Boner. Oh my god, unreal. That is a real character in a real Marvel show. Ralph Boner. Also tease a multiverse that doesn't exist. <laughs> so so disrespectful. Oh yep. my god. And mutants for that matter too. So fucking disrespectful. <laughs> Alrighty. Um any last words on Loki Eric? Nah, I'm 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 really I'm really excited for it. I'm uh very pumped to watch. Same. Yeah, I'm really excited. Uh you know, we only have from the sound of or from the time of this recording, four days, three days, I guess three days, um, until this comes out. So super exciting stuff. 
We'll talk next week, episode one of Loki on Disney Plus, um, and and we'll jump right back into it. And so, super excited about that. Um, until then, let's jump over to recommendations for the day. Yeah, Eric, you got anything for us today? Yeah, so I will recommend. So this is not my recommendation because it already was, but I have been continuing to read Invincible. It's super, super good. Um, big, big fan for sure. But I am going to recommend um, the new Bo Burnham Netflix special called Inside. And if you're unaware, Bo Burnham is like a comedian, but his spe- his comedy specials are more like kind of eclectic, like musical comedy, uh, like art pieces more than like traditional stand up comedy. And um, he kind of retired from stand-up comedy like many years ago and has been directing and things like that. But uh, I, I guess he got the itch again and he was starting to work on material and then the pandemic happened. And so he wrote and filmed and edited this entire special all by himself in like one room over the past year. and. It's shot beautifully. I will say, I don't know. It's not so much like laugh out loud funny for all the way through. Um, But it's like extremely thought provoking for sure. Like I have not been able to stop thinking about it. Uh, The songs are super catchy as always. If you know Bo Burnham's uh, musical style. And, uh, yeah, it's, like, shot and edited really beautifully. I will say, it's, like, if you read this online, if you read reviews online, you would think this is, like, a masterpiece to end all masterpieces. And and I don't know, it's, like, it's very good. It's very thought-provoking. I do feel like he might go a little hard on, like, the social commentary and, like, everything's terrible in a way where like the comedy doesn't necessarily it's like it's more like he's like hey do you remember everything fucking sucks and it's like yeah bro i think about it 24 <laughs> 7 every second much. of my fucking life like you don't need to we don't need these reminders but but despite that well worth a watch i think if you're interested in that kind of stuff um i i'm for sure i mean i'm not a rewatcher as uh as everyone should know who listens to this and uh i've been do- thinking about nothing um other than when i will rewatch this cuz it's uh wow that's a big statement yeah it's just it's very thought provoking it, and it's kind of like it's almost like it's to me it seems very clearly all scripted but it does a great job of kind of showing his <laughs> descent into like madness over the months of the pandemic it's like he doesn't cut his hair or shave throughout the whole time so like throughout the special he just looks like more and more and more kind of grungy and um i don't know it's really good really really good i would would highly recommend it i will say i haven't watched this yet i've been i've been meaning to um the one thing i always like about bo burnham is that that dude does not just do what other people are doing. And yeah, I always, like, yeah. It doesn't always land perfectly, but like 
He's ambitious yes. and he's creative as hell. Yes. And unquestionably. Uh, I'm always interested in whatever he puts out. It's it's always really interesting stuff. That's that's not something you've seen before. Yeah, and this is certainly not something you've seen before. <laughs> it is for sure. Um yeah, I I would highly recommend it. Highly recommend it for sure. Good recommendation for the week. Yeah. Um, I'm going to use mine from last week in I Saw a Quiet Place Part 2. Nice. In the theaters, um, which was a whole other experience because I haven't been in the theaters in a while. Really enjoyed it. I'm not a big horror person, but I liked the first one. Um, I really enjoyed the second one. Super suspenseful. I almost like screamed like a little girl at a couple parts and was cringing pretty hard. But overall, I really enjoyed it. Um, solid thriller film. It was exciting to be back in the theaters. since I, I do enjoy that. Um, and I wanted to go at least once before Black Widow happened. And so, um, if you're looking for something fun to do, the nice thing <clears throat> is that the only movies out right now are that and Cruella. And so there's a million different showings that you can go see. <laughs> so, you know, uh, if you want to go out to the theater, it's, 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 I don't know. I felt perfectly fine. They had seats separated where I was at too. Um, and so it was just nice just being able to go to the theater and watch something and, and kind of be away from the distractions. And uh, with that type of movie, you kind of hear everyone's, you know, reactions and the suspense of the theater. You can kind of feel it. And so that was that was pretty cool. Um, but one of my favorite things in the world, something that we kind of saw in Avengers uh, Infinity War. Uh, or actually, no, it was Endgame. I keep getting these two mixed up. Um, is that we got to see kind of the day one depiction of like when these aliens uh, kind of... Uh, come to earth and start attacking people and you kind of see the world shift from being quote-unquote normal uh to not and it was awesome uh, just really cool to see um really really good uh good movie by john krasinski there so highly recommend it it's a lot of fun to see nice um so yeah if you want to reach out to us especially uh with loki predictions or as we're discussing loki in the next upcoming weeks uh, you can tweet at Infinity Rewatch or shoot us an email at the Infinity Watch Podcast at gmail.com. Um, tell your friends, rate us, review us, whatever it is. Uh, we appreciate all the listeners. Um, it's always great to get feedback as well or, or any types of comments or theories. So uh, hit us up there at Infinity Rewatch or the Infinity Watch Podcast at gmail.com. But until then, just keep fucking those billionaires. Fuck the billionaires, Loki. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I love this voice. <laughs> it's a solid Thor voice, my friend. I love it. Awesome. Well, until next week, we will be talking Loki. Yeah. Peace.